All right, so everyone does their rankings of things like the let's rank the holidays. And, you know, typically there's not much argument over like the top three. Everyone in the world pretty much agrees with the top three. Or let's rank fast food French fries, right? And then you get the people on one side of the argument. They're like, McDonald's is the king of fries. And other people are like, yeah, well, why don't you check out Wendy's fries? Because they really turned the corner and they're the kind of the dark horse thing. So many things that we can rank. But Nate Markham, what is what is your number one ranked rankings argument? Yeah, that's great. I'm going to say. I think it's going to go to what is your favorite food? Because okay. I like to hear, and I know that there's so many, but I like to hear people's rationale of how they turn, well, it's got to be pizza. <clears throat> what about tacos? Well, I can turn the pizza into a taco and eat it that way. I'm like, well, can't you basically? Uh, hmm. Yeah. And you, so you get stumped. And I know that for, coming from a you know a fat guy, uh, the food conversation is <laughs> always going to be up there. But I think that it also reduces one thing. It reduces the just anger and vitriol that can come from some people when you try to rank like best french fries the rallies crew are going to come out of left field and they're going to want to stomp you down they're not going to let you uh get by with your chick-fil-a waffle fries or whatever but um what say you have you given thought to that no i literally as as we decided that we were going to do a ranking show i've had you know about four days to think about how we're going to open this show up and i thought (laughs) i thought there's a million things that people have ranked over the years and I love how you how you answered that question because this it should be enjoyable. This is for enjoyment. There's, mm-hmm. you know, we we rank all these things. Of course, here at Reliever Recon, we rank relief pitchers, and we don't agree on everything. And there's a reason why we don't agree on everything, and that's because these are our opinions individually on these mm-hmm. players and our perceived outlooks of them for the rest of the season. And so, but there's no hate or vitriol in our group chat not when anyone enters rankings we have you know reasonable discussions about players that we see at different levels and that's what we'll do here on this episode too so gotcha i have a question for you as far as when people look at our rankings and you know take a humble approach or or i guess a uh (laughs) an inferior approach sometimes like i may do but do you think they just look straight at greg's rankings and then ignore the consensus or do you think they take the the consensus as a whole i would like to believe they take all of our opinions considering we've all been doing this together for as long as anybody and collective thoughts and usually iron sharpens iron but you think there's some people that just go eh, i don't care what nate says i'm just gonna go straight to greg and sort um if i was if i was a user i would certainly sort by greg's first and i would look through greg's rankings and see where he differentiates himself from the consensus and that those would be the first players that i would pay attention to for sure high greg's high on greg's low on i know we're going to talk about guys that i'm high on and you're high on and i'm low on and you're low on compared to consensus that's how i would use the rankings first but then i would also i I want to know the group think because Mm -hmm. i want to know where my thoughts align with the group think if i am because this is where you find yourself missing out on a totally obvious, not totally obvious, but a much more obvious 
play than you would have missed out on if had you just taken a look. There is some, you know, there is some value in rankings. It's not the end all and be all. It's not meant to be a draft sheet. It's not meant to be a comparison one to one. There is some value to it. And I think part of that value is seeing the consensus, seeing a group of, you know, five people who follow this really closely. And if they have, if they all have this guy in their top 25 and you are just totally against Will Smith, well, then what the heck? What, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you seeing that's different than the five of us? Something like and that. honestly, and I like that approach because if someone does that's listening to this, or, you know, if you have a question about one person, and it's so different than the rest, shoot it out. I mean, I, I know through Discord and through some of the chats and on Twitter and, and just life, people will tell us when they think we're wrong about things. And I want that. I don't, we don't discourage it as constructive criticism. No one's viciously attacking us. And thank God there's there's enough of that out there in the uh Twitter sphere going on. I, I like the uh the cohesiveness that we all have. But yeah, when you say that variance between one and the next. The ironic thing is when I look at the cohesive numbers, there's not any one person or any one player that is separated by such an, an enormous amount that it's an outlier completely. There will be outlier rankings, and some of us have some of them, and we can discuss those. But before we discuss the rankings, Aaron, let's let's give a salute and a congratulations to the Oakland A's for not finishing the month of May without a save. They did it. Congratulations. Go A's. Uh, ironically or coincidentally, they tied the Pirates with one. No one was talking about the Pirates with only one there in the entire month of May. Um, and so what are the what do the Pirates do in celebration of one in the month of May? They go out and save about every damn game, including a sweep against the Cardinals, four by today, three of which belong to David Bednar, the uh, week one of June, reliever of the a week. <laughs> Not really. Maybe it could be Jordan Romano. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, okay. Well, the Pirates were really good in April, struggled, came back to Earth in May. So not too surprising that they didn't have many saves. One is super low. But um, uh, this brings me to something that probably drives me more nuts than most, and that is just arbitrarily picking out a section of the season and using the numbers so like months don't really actually mean anything unless you're playing in a monthly league where the standings reset after a month exactly. the months literally mean nothing so uh, or you're or you if you have monthly matchups that would be something that the month matters but um in like almost all fantasy leagues the months mean nothing so there's just an arbitrary day that you start to count them on you might have like you said if they just extended it out another week the pirates would have had five saves in those five weeks. And you would have said, Oh, save a week. Yeah. Pretty good. You know, that's interesting. It makes me think, would a 12 team one month per matchup league, because you theoretically, and you know, I mean, you wouldn't be able to play every team. I was going to say, let's say play three teams uh, at the same time. And it's the collective and you can get you a max of three wins and you win a month. Would that be the true sample? But probably not. Month sample size is no different than a week sample size, but it would be very interesting to see. I think that you would eliminate those teams that have the most points scored that finish in sixth. I think that would probably be greatly reduced. I don't want to play in one. No. So if you're listening, don't ask me and Aaron to play in no. your, your seven different sport uh, <laughs> triple play 
multiple different league with different monthly settings because we will say yes and we will be <laughs> signed up and we will be drafting nonstop. There's no <sighs> doubt about that. Surely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, different formats. We could talk. We have, whole, we have plenty of episodes to talk about the rest of the season and into the offseason about different, different fancy baseball formats. But yeah, the month thing is always kind of eh, just a date to me. But anyway, yeah. Um, reliever of the month, uh, the reliever <laughs> recon relief pitcher of the month, a little look behind the uh, group chat on reliever recon as we decided we were going to name a reliever of the month and came up with Camilla Duvall. And Major League Baseball beat us to the punch. So we didn't get it yeah. out in time. But we agree with you, Major League Baseball. You nailed it. They did. It's good. I, I like when they get things right, you know. It's um it kind of goes along. Usually the crazy thing is those awards always seem to be in tune with the group thinking with the masses. It's the the ones like it's the all-star game mm. that become a popularity contest, which have just either one proves that. You know, maybe the fans don't know as much or two is that it's designed to do exactly what it's supposed to do, which is entertain people. And if you entertain people because that player is entertaining and or you happen to have a larger market, well, you know what? Chances are they're probably going to get more votes, probably going to bring in more money, too. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Meh. What do you Meh. Um, if you're entertained by relief pitching or this podcast, you can get the entire episode uh, if you become a patron of reliever recon at www.patreon.com slash reliever recon. Thank you so much for finding us here on this free version of our podcast. Um, we do have a, an extended version available just to our patrons only it's behind the paywall and it's a very, very small paywall. You can step over it. If you're like about a year and a half old and can walk, you can get over top of that paywall pretty easily. Um, and you can join the largest fantasy baseball community on Patreon and one of, like Nate said, one of the most cordial. Um, we have uh, conversations going all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our Discord, which can only be accessed through the link on Patreon. And so we're having conversations going about, you know, the Rangers bullpen and how bad it was. We were ready to circle our wagons and get on Will Smith, despite the fact that we didn't like Will Smith heading into the season. But things change. And especially with relief pitching, we've got, we're posting news updates for you know, bulk relief pitchers that are coming up in daily leagues. And every night we're so, not even just us. The users are, you guys are doing mm -hmm. it. Our, our guys are doing it. And so it's amazing how, how well this community has come together. And it's just been a crazy wild ride. I know it's, we said this last season, every single episode is blown Greg's mind at how many people want to be a part of this and our minds too. So, um, if you want to come over and be a part of Reliever Recon here the rest of this episode, please join us at www.patreon.com slash Reliever Recon, and we will see you there.